Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey. Hello. Oh, it's time to do the show. It's time to do the show. Oh, yeah. It's Monday. Yeah, it? it is. It's been a busy weekend for us. We, uh, we've we gotten all kind of, you know, Michelle's been nesting. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. It's an interesting thing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> she's something, I'm telling you. She can... She's got it um, all put together. Yeah, and we are in the new um, Utah studio, and so we're still putting that together. And um, super, really, just love the space. So we're it's liking like I it more and more. Before us, mm-hmm. having to explain just white walls. There was a white walls. Nothing but white walls, and it'll change. You'll be able to watch uh, yeah. it morph into a studio. <laughs> exactly. Weeks. All right. Good morning, Bill, and good morning, Shelly. It's nice to have you both here. Just shout out if you want to uh, who you are and where you're where you're listening from. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Monday and. Uh, we we are doing a second. Do we have any announcements before we get started? Um, just our upcoming oh. shows. Of course, we got the March 30th thing, which is yes. a week from Thursday. If you're not mm-hmm. registered, we know that we're going to be chasing you dealers down in the last seven days mm-hmm. to get registered and get you in there because because um, we know we're not the only procrastinators out there. So, <laughs> so we can yeah. get that done. But anyway, that. a week from Thursday, mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll be emailing and and uh, reminding everybody about that so it doesn't uh, right get on. by. And then we got to two of our upcoming um, morning shows. Oh, yeah. Got, yeah. Um, Wednesday, we're doing the Pablo Trujillo story, which is mm-hmm. kind of part of the inspiration for the White Hat Way, where the whole White Hat thing came it's from. It's actually the first of a three-part series yeah. that we're going to be doing where we're going to talk more about what the White Hat Way is, where it got its – where all of those founding principles came from. Because right. it came from – Real life, um, real life. Yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah, good morning, George, and good morning, Terry. Yeah, so, yeah, that's Wednesday, so and we'll talk about that. Part so, uh, let's, uh, though, our, our sponsors yeah. for March 30th were Do really, really grateful. I think, I think so. Neo and LHPH Capital, Butler Sanchez, Agora. Dealer RE. And Dealer RE. Right. So thanks so, to all of you yes, for supporting you. that. That's what helps keep the cost down for the dealer attendees. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, we're thrilled to have all of our speakers gonna, here showing up. Yeah. We have dozens of industry experts. Yeah, showing up we're going to be in like a studio studio yeah. for that. And I'm um, looking forward to, to mm-hmm. uh, it'll be, it'll be a, a really great, um, yeah. great experience. Great for everybody. There's going to be a lot of takeaways for everyone. A lot of great attends. stuff for sure. Yeah. And then uh, Friday we have uh, Chuck Bonanno. Friday we so, have Chuck, the too. New yes. Director of the Executive Director for FIU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So cool. A new shift for him, and looking uh, excited for him about yeah, that. That's great for for Florida and for yeah. Chuck. So, okay. Stuff. So Shall today, we jump into our story. Yes. Um, and, and we have changed the names to protect the, that's right. The, the, yeah. Some of you um, are old enough to remember the old TV shows where they mm-hmm. changed the name to protect the innocent yeah. or something. <laughs> to that effect. So yeah, we've kind of chosen uh-huh. some, uh, some replacement names for the folks uh-huh. so that, uh, because this is a story that's, um, you know, happened in the last few years and uh, Michelle was a part of it. She saw kind of mm-hmm. what happened in this situation. And it's, it's that thing that we run into from time to time. We always talk about. It's one thing to start with to try to teach somebody buy here, pay here when they're mm-hmm. brand new as an entrepreneur. 
Like they don't come from the yeah. car business. Yeah. Yes. So we meet some people that are finance people or, you know, maybe they're making some living in some other form of um, the finance sector and they come to us mm -hmm. and we have to teach them the buy your payer thing. One of the more challenging things for us is this whole <laughs> idea of people that are coming from independent retail. If they've been a franchise yep. dealer or they've been an independent retail dealer and now they're wanting to shift into buy here, pay here. And that's a more challenging one for us because that paradigm shift mm -hmm. is what we call it. Like there's a shift that needs to happen. People have to kind of have to wake up in a way to realize yeah. how different buy here, pay here. So let's just to give a little bit of a background, Jim and I, Jim as for the last 20 plus years has been a coach um, in the buy here, pay here space. And his focus, which it's not the only place that he's the, that we do work, but the, the focus has been launching new dealers into buy here, pay here. And, you know, so we, we see a lot of different backgrounds, um, you know, accountants, people that are flipping houses, mm -hmm. um, you know, just, there's just a, uh, people that came from, a lot of people from money. Yeah. Um, banking, that kind of stuff. So, um, so, you know, when, when we're, when we're dealing with, uh, with someone who's never been in buy here, pay here, but understands the numbers or understands, you know, that this is a great, um, space to, to start a business, then it's, it's, it's uh, a little bit easier to, to teach because you don't have to unlearn some. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, um, and this, this is kind of leads into, um, the, the dealer files is a group of people that have, uh, did, um, retail yeah. and decided that they were missing a market segment and wanted to go into buy here, pay here. And that's pretty common. That's why we've always said, you know, it makes sense for franchise operators or independent used retail dealers to look at buy here, pay here because they are missing a lot of business, right? Mm -hmm. they, they see a lot of mm -hmm. business walk out the door because of credit scores can't get them financed through their secondary mm -hmm. lenders or whatever. So because of that, we know buy here, pay here is intriguing. Many of them, yeah. you know, don't have an appetite for it. But mm -hmm. one of the things we see is that when it comes to buy here, pay here, we just see that dealers sometimes struggle. If they're coming from independent retail in particular, they struggle to make the shift mm -hmm. into this buy here, pay here thing because it just is, it's a different animal. And, mm -hmm. and when we bring our retail mentality, I always tell dealers that are coming over from that business, I said, look, there are going to be some things that you can certainly benefit. We don't have to teach you what an ACV of a car is or, you know, about mm -hmm. inventory turn or any mm -hmm. of those things. We don't have to teach you where to source inventory. So in that way, you know, you're, you're ahead of the curve in terms of somebody being brand new, but or versus somebody brand new, but you mm -hmm. get the idea. It's like, if we work with somebody who's um, retail, the problem becomes they, they tend to bring a retail mentality. Mm -hmm. They have this sell, sell, sell gross profit sort of mentality. And it just seems to um, it seems to complicate the buy here, pay here side of their business because as most of us who know, who've been in this buy here, pay here thing for a while, it's, you can, you can move too fast. And I've always said that you just, you can move too fast. I tell the dealers, I probably told this dealer W as we're calling them. I probably told them at some point in those conversations mm -hmm. that we just have seen that it's I always recommend a walk before you run approach. Mm -hmm. I recommend that we not move too fast and buy mm -hmm. your payer. You can get intoxicated by the gross profit. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we saw happen here is that, but the other thing that complicated this situation is when we showed up to provide coaching, 
there was this sort of ego thing that kept us from being able to deliver all of the information that we typically deliver. And, and it was kind of like, yeah, we know we, yeah, 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 we got this. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, we got this. Because, you know, when, uh, car dogs, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I, I understand the business. I understand cars. I just have to know how I can finance people. That mm -hmm. was, and, um, you know, how yeah. I can be a bank too. And so there were a lot of pieces that, uh, that there, there was, it was kind of, um, you know, it wasn't like super dismissive, but it was just like, yeah, yep. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's and, move. Let's and move. even more than that, yeah. like I'm, I'm not used to, um, coming into a visit like that where we're, you know, we're, they've hired us as a launch client. We're under this engagement. We're in there for a few days to train them and teach them on all the stuff. And I'm not used to being like interrupted, <laughs> you know, like as I'm except teaching from his stuff. wife. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a card. Yeah, I can yeah, interrupt anytime I want to. No, so it's just one of those things that I, re I remember about that 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 that's sort of that thing you're talking about, where they kind of we got this, we know what to do, yeah. we can we can take it from here, and uh, so it was that sort of mentality that. I, I recognized having traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. I just recognized that as a problem. Like I could see that's, if you guys think you got this figured out, then you, you, you may not realize until you're in it or until you're upside down uh -huh. with investment or whatever, mm -hmm. you may not realize there's a lot to learn here. And for whatever reason, you made up your mind that you already understand what to do here. And there's just a big shift that has to happen. This mm -hmm. is partly mentality. Yeah. I remember it was, it was kind of interesting that, uh, Jim was talking about the big shift and, and one of them was like, Oh, I get it. And so for the moment that was the, you know, the, they're yeah. like, this isn't like retail, is yeah. it? Jim's like, no, it's not. It's a very, very, very different we beast. We kind of see moments Wait, where we thought the light bulb yeah. was going off, but then of course it didn't take long for them to settle just, into just, their old, just habits. into the old, old grooves. And so, um, you know, that's, that actually brings up something that, you know, we, and if you're ready to move on to the next phase of this is that, um, one of the things that we notice in, in, so lessons learned from this is that when you are doing buy here, pay here as a side hustle, um, and you treat it like it's a side hustle and it's not a full fledged business. Yeah. Um, it will suffer. It will suffer. I mean, because those of you who are like in buy here, pay here full time, understand this. It's like, especially when you are first starting yeah. that it is, it's your, it's your business and, and it needs your attention. It needs your time because like one of the things that we noticed with, um, with, uh, dealer, dealer W, dealer w <laughs> is that, um, is that, uh, they, uh, that, that it was like, okay, so we're just going to put some people in there and then not be there. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, we're just going to put some people in there and, you know, we're busy doing this other thing and we're going to kind of like, you know, help out a little bit, but we're not going to be there. And so there, um, you know, it, there just is, especially when you're just starting, it's really, really important as a dealer that you understand every piece that's going into what it is that's happening at your, at your dealership, at your buy here, pay here lot. We've had, and we've yeah. had other dealers, Michelle used the phrasing side hustle. I've used mm -hmm. sharper language when I talk about that with dealers. And I just tell them, look, if you treat this like a bastard business, uh -huh. then you can expect bastard like result. You can expect 
If you treat it like a secondary sideline business, mm -hmm. then expect secondary results. Like um, don't don't expect it, that it's going to you know do great. Oh yeah. If you're not going to give it the same attention, like yeah. we've worked with plenty of dealers over the years whose buy here pay here division yeah. makes far more money, generates their, far more than cash their than their retail retail or, or franchise. franchise. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely possible, but we got to treat it like a real business. Yes. And so that's part of what was said to them. You know, mm -hmm. in that stage of the thing is like we we got to. We can't be treating this like it's some secondary thing. We're going to sell a few extra cars. And, you know, if, if we, if we do that, then we should expect poor results. If we give it poor attention. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. that's kind of what we saw happen here is that it just didn't work. And even though they're, they're seriously successful in retail, uh -huh. right. They do mm -hmm. quite well in retail. So what is it that doesn't translate? And it, it, one of the other things that I noticed too, is that uh, um, marketing was the same. As uh, yeah, well, and point. and marketing to a buy here pay here um, customer is different. It's very different. It, I mean, if if you throw enough out there, you're going to get people, and if you're doing regular like franchise retail marketing, but it, you're really trying to attract a different um, clientele. Um, and, and so you know, being forward with hey, where you've where others have said no you know, we can help you, um, you know, that, that, and that it's, we understand everyone needs reliable or whatever, um, transportation. And yeah. so, uh, we, we definitely yeah. recommend kind of what we'd call program centric marketing yes. versus and, and people centric marketing, um, versus car centric. And so, you know, there are a couple of things wrapped up in that. Like mm -hmm. when we do car centric marketing, that's a sales focused mentality. That's, um, mm -hmm. that's, retail mentality and that's saying let's sell cars let's look at the reports today let's don't worry about the long game let's just sell 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 let's create profit and then the rest will take care of itself kind of thing and that's just a that's a dangerous approach and buy here pay here mm -hmm. you know i use that word from time to time it's like it's a dangerous mix to have and i also use the word ego sometimes i've written articles about it like i always have to be careful because when i bring up the word ego look we all have some ego and ego is part of mm -hmm. being a car dealer or an entrepreneur <laughs> yep. or whatever, right? Yeah, it's just part it of is. the thing. You got to. So when does yeah. ego need to be in check? It's like when, when ego drives us to sell, sell, sell and focus only on sales and not play a long game, mm -hmm. then that's where ego starts to, you know, we have to check the ego at the doors, they say, where you just kind of have to be careful because when you, when you focus on sales and you focus on creating volume and creating profit and you don't build an infrastructure mm -hmm. and you don't plan for the back end and you don't, you're not prepared to support customers long-term in, in a different way than you do in retail, then, then just understand that your results are going to, it's going to be a frustrating and stressful uh, yeah. experience potentially. And so obviously that's part of what we try to help dealers avoid and we help them mitigate risk. And we very much introduce them. One of the other things about dealer W is we very specifically attempted to, um, speak to them on, I, I always talk about, there's two types of structure in yes. this business that we think are very important to get right. Mm -hmm. And we had all the principles present and went very specifically through, here's what we recommend to keep the, the capitalization, you know, in check and, and they had access to capital. And so let's make sure that we introduce this capital in a way that's smart and well-balanced and, and that same thing, just, we got this, we got this, we're going to do it the same way we do our other business. And, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of, didn't, didn't follow, didn't heed the, the advice, the warnings. And unfortunately we saw it in kind of, I, I think they're still in business, but it's like they're, 
they're they're struggling. It's been it's been more of a struggle than it needed to be. Yeah, and yeah. they had to put the brakes mm-hmm. on it for a time just because it it, mm-hmm. it was a little unmanageable. Yeah, and so it's like they just didn't have the infrastructure and didn't have the understanding of the back end pieces mm-hmm. just because they. They kind of sent us home early, like well, and not exactly. But it's also a really good example of, um, you know, one of the other pieces. I, I spent a bit of time um, with uh, the the manager. the manager to do some training and you know teach them the different pieces and and uh, the the management team or the ownership didn't really have any interest in going through the training of, you know, these are some of the things, cause they were busy, they were busy, they were busy. So it's like, just have, have her take care of this. And so, you know, I spent a bit of time with that and, and the, it was, um, it, I also, I think it's a, an example of the attitude from the leadership go mm-hmm. come rolls down because it was kind of like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this. And so one of the one of the problems that um, that we face in in buy your payer is because there's there's so much more involved than just selling a car and giving them their you know having them come pick come back up and pick up their their license plate um, you know there's there's massaging a relationship and there's collections and there's explaining you know the whole um, the whole uh, this is how we finance. Cause you know, when you think about when you go to a bank and get a loan, they spend some time talking to you about the stuff. And so, you know, the, just being able to, to, to treat it like this is, this is a loan and, you know, answering whatever questions and all that kind of stuff. And the, because the, the ownership, and this is something that we've been really, really um, stringent about, uh, more, uh, I think after that is that the dealers, we deal with the dealers, um, because the dealers have to know how to do all the stuff. And then after the dealers, if the dealers want to bring their manager into the actual training, but we deal with the dealers Mm -hmm. and because that, you know, you, you, you do something like we, we understand the business, we understand the business, we understand the business. And then all of a sudden that person is gone. Mm -hmm. And now you've got ownership that doesn't know all the pieces right. and, and then you're probably um, like promoting someone to, to fill the position. And it's like, well, here's your thing and here's the stuff. And, and I'm sure they've got some notes somewhere. I mean, yeah. so I'm busy over here on because I'm busy business. over here doing yeah. the other thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we talk an awful lot about key man. That's a really good example of like dealers. We have to understand all of the points of this business and we have to uh, uh, have to. You mm-hmm. hate it when I say have to. Hate I mean, it, strongly, I strongly, it. strongly right. advise that dealers understand every point of the business. That doesn't mean you have to do it, but then you that way, when someone is gone or someone leaves, you have a key man that you're able to 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 focus in on how to train them. And that's easier to 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 do when it's a small team. You know, you've got five six people. When you're a bigger operation, then. <laughs> You, sh- you have strongly, strongly advise that you have your policies and your procedures and all of those things so well documented so that, you know, if something happens that you're able to, to switch that in because dealer W mm-hmm. um, had, you know, the, the, the manager didn't last. Yeah. 
And, and by the time the manager was gone, we were no longer in our contra uh, contractual engagement. Yeah. And oh, and, by the way, the manager was chosen before we got involved mm -hmm. in the engagement. Like they'd already selected somebody that wanted to be the manager. So we didn't have any mm -hmm. input over, yeah. you know, what choices we might make about that. And the, the only reason that's a factor is because as Michelle said, yeah, policies and procedures, definitely. But mm -hmm. even beyond that, it's like before that, when you're hiring people and you're there's the whole culture piece, the philosophy piece that is so important to us. And then just pay plans. I mean, you know, the, well, we got, we got pay plans. So we many we things. know how to write yeah. pay plans. Well, yeah, it's, it's like, very it's different very different. Yeah. And so, so, so many things. Yeah. And like I said, th those of you um, who are, have both a retail or franchise and a buy here, pay here. And, and like, I've been doing this for a while and it's working, understand how different they are. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's. Yeah. So, so I would say, things, you know, yeah. we can, we can wrap up a little early today. I would mm -hmm. just say that the, the key messages of the dealer W story is that one, mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to get in the business, it doesn't have to be us. We probably not in a position to help very many dealers right now anyway, but find some help. Mm -hmm. And then listen to them, be prepared to understand how the business is different and how mm -hmm. we have to be prepared if we're moving, if we're adding that to our franchise or retail used uh, business, let's get that kind of help. Mm -hmm. Let's understand, especially the capital structure. Like in this one, the big lesson for me of dealer W is I just remember that meeting so, so clearly. And I just, I remember thinking, oh man, I hope this doesn't go as badly as I fear it might. Mm -hmm. Because I was mm -hmm. saying, we, we really need to be careful about how we introduce capital in terms of making sure that ratios. And, and I, and I think that they'd already figured all that out too. They thought they had. They, well, I mean, but before we arrived that, it, that they'd, oh, like that already, the, they'd the already kind of figured that out, yeah. this, you know, and, and I was trying to advise them and, and for mm -hmm. the sake of both the investor and the business, if we get the capital structure, right, mm -hmm. the ratio to assets, then we can make that work for a very long time. But if we let that get out of balance, then yeah. that can spell disaster. And so we don't, we're not privy to all the things that happened after engagement and part of what happened with them. But I, it, it, every indication, the last figures we saw suggested that the investment got out of ratio early. And that just means that that puts us in a difficult place when when we don't now, if we would have the discipline going in to structure the thing so that the assets always stayed at a reasonable ratio and any lender that you'd work with in the space, they're going to make sure that it mm -hmm. gets curtailed, you know, routinely, if necessary, it gets curtailed to the ratio. And so that's part of what we recommend, whether it's a private investor or, or your own money, even just make sure mm -hmm. it stays in that kind of ratio. And then you can have a very long, you know, funding cycle and it can all work quite well for a very long time. But that's kind of the big lesson for me. The big takeaway from that particular dealership is that they just, they didn't follow those suggestions. And listen, it's, do we have ego too? Of course. Do we wish our <laughs> clients followed all of our recommendations? Of course. We trust our experience, but we also are used to as consultants that clients don't always follow all of our yeah. recommendations. There are some that we strongly recommend, as Michelle said, based on past experience. And we're obviously yeah. part of what we're trying to do is help dealers mitigate risk and avoid the big expensive mm -hmm. mistakes. And so that's why it's, we, we just, it's, it's hard when, when you're not heard. You know? I um, just wanted to, to point out, George uh, made a, a, a good point and that's, it's kind of adding a layer to what we're talking about. This is, this is a key point. We always make sure the dealer as well as their employees know that the dealer is our client. 
smart employees hear that and know that we can also be a conduit for information the dealer may need to hear, but the employee doesn't feel comfortable telling him or her directly. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, yeah. And I, and I see another aspect of that. So it's, you know, uh, as George, uh, uh, sounds like what, what they do is like, we don't deal with the, with the team, we deal with the dealer and the team can be there, but, um, we deal with the dealer. There's another layer to that as well as I was reading that is that if the dealer is not there at the beginning and you're, you know, really helping to build the, the, um, the culture and all of that, your team feels completely disengaged from the dealer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if there is a problem and there is a, whatever the dealer, the, sometimes employees aren't very comfortable coming to talk to the dealer, but if the dealer's not there, they aren't going to see it. Yeah. And if the dealer's not there to yeah. back it up, that's why I said, yeah. you know, we, we quit doing collection training except for the dealer. Yeah. Like we just, I won't train collectors anymore. Yeah, if the we, dealer's yeah. not present because some yeah. of what we teach is just most of what we teach is, is easy to learn, but mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to do day yeah. in and day out. And unless there's some level of accountability to hold people to the things that we mm -hmm. teach collectors to do, it's not going to work. And so why would I charge yeah. a dealer to provide training? That's not going to work. And we're just, no, we don't need to do that. So, so yeah. it's like, well, that's, that's not how we operate. So, so yeah, we, we're happy to help um, dealers and work with their team and, but, needs to be some level of accountability yeah. on these things. And we really do. I mean, whether it be us or somebody else, it's especially when you're just barely getting started in the business, it's always a good idea to have um, a coach of some kind. Uh, I, and usually when you're first starting, you're too small to do a, a dealer 20 group. That's kind of like the next, the next step, but it really is worth. And, and we've, we're told this frequently that it, that it's really worth um, having someone in your corner that um, you can call and walk through a deal and walk through, you know, all of the training pieces. And anytime something, something weird comes up that they have someone to call that, that, um, that really understands the business. And, and one of the things, you know, when you're dealing with a coach and there's a lot of really great coaches out there that, that can help is that usually you're dealing with someone who has seen multiple dealerships and see what works and what doesn't different kinds of deal structure, because, you know, just by calling your neighbor dealer, you're going to be getting advice from their business model. Right. And, and it may not be your business model. And so if you're getting coached from someone and it's like, whatever their struggles are, you're going to have the same struggles. And, you know, unless you get some different uh, advice or you, um, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, this is yeah. why I said way back when mm -hmm. we started the morning show that we're not going to run out of stuff to talk about <laughs> because just in what you just said right there, I thought about three different things. Oh, write them down. Yeah, we'll or, talk or, about or, it some other time. time. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, it is uh Monday. I know that we all, we all had a day off yesterday. Mm -hmm. So we hope you all enjoy your rest of the week. We will be here on Wednesday mm -hmm. to talk about pop, uh, Pablo Trujillo and, um, and a little bit, get a little bit more background and some, some think, deep background. Yeah. I on, think it's important to hear that story because it'll yeah. give people a feel for how yeah. deep this passion and this, um, commitment to our yeah. purpose is. Yeah. And don't forget if you haven't gotten your tickets yet for the event on March 30th, um, you can go to bhphnationtv.com and right. follow the links and get yourself registered. If you use the code, Morning show 100, you're going to get a hundred dollars off your, um, your ticket price. So, um, and whoever, when you get a ticket, 
you get access to the recordings too. Cause there we know go. that not everyone's going to be able to be there and to, you know, yeah, sit with involved. it or yeah. just get popcorn. Take yeah. the day off. There you go. Like <laughs> Thanks guys. Have a Thanks. great day. Enjoy we'll talk Monday. to y'all later. Thank you.